Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, everybody. What cultures? Adam Cleary here. Come in, take a seat, get comfortable, etc., etc. Going to start by saying that Star Trek is sci-fi's greatest ever light entertainment show ever 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 however a lot of tv networks seem to think that it's like a spacefaring soap opera for kids which speaking as a 33 year old man currently re-watching his way through the entire dominion war arc is hard to take the early evening broadcast slots sticking the repeats on after the saturday morning cartoons the pg rating all of this tends to lead networks to think that the voyages of Kirk Picard et al. are best enjoyed by families with no lurid dialogue and no challenging subject matter and absolutely no scenes of the flesh. But as we all know, the galaxy doesn't really work like that and both war and love penetrate our crew's hearts and minds as easily as they penetrate the ship's shields and that isn't the only penetrating that tends to be going on on board. And as a result, we do tend to find ourselves in some adult situations, much to the distress of both the pearl-clutching mothers and fathers at home and the easily jumpy, quite worried about what people will think network types. So, with this warped idea about the standards of morality the show is supposed to be upholding in mind, let's take a look back through its history to find some of the more well, let's just say contentious incidents. My name is Adam Cleary, and these are 10 of the most inappropriate moments in Star Trek The Next Generation. Number 10, do your toes curl up? Now, the thing is, Star Trek has always been big on sex appeal, but never actual sex itself, which is really annoying because the boldly going jokes absolutely write themselves. Thus, the writers tend to steer us away from actually doing the do with the galaxy's various hot babes. You can kiss as many of them as you like, by the way, but these uniforms are strictly designed to regulate the blood flow. Boy, oh, oh, oh. Now, it's not because nobody in space is having sex. I mean, Christ, they do it all the time in, of all shows, Futurama. But the next generation's pre-Watershed slot meant that the networks were watching it like a hawk for anything even remotely resembling titillation. The show got its wrist slapped, lol, ironically, for the naked now, and then pretty much just shelled any attempt to be racy. Thus, we didn't really get too much smut from there on out, but season three's The Price saw Deanna Troy speaking frankly about the thorough seeing to she was getting from one of the show's guest stars. Now, that's fine in isolation, but the decision they made to have this conversation take place, A, between Crusher and Troy, B, while they're wearing skin-tight leotards, C, while they're constantly bending over, and D, doing that in front of a full-length mirror was just really weirdly horny. 
just gonna uh, read a little bit of the dialogue for you here. So uh, Crusher turns to Troy and says, you're unusually limber this morning. And Troy turns around and she goes, huh, I'll say it's Ral. It's ridiculous and wonderful. I feel completely out of control, happy, terrified, but there's nothing rational about this. And then Crusher turns around and says, who needs rational when your toes curl up? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Number nine, drugs are good. Now, yes, on the face of it, Tasha Yar's speech about drugs in season one is by and large taking the stance that drugs are bad and you should never take drugs, but the delivery of it doesn't really get that across. Like, genuinely, the only real line she says with any actual conviction is, drugs can make you feel good, which might as well have just been accompanied by a wink and a tap of the nose. They make you feel on top of the world. You're happy, you're sure of yourself, you're in control. It doesn't feel artificial until the drugs wear off and then you just take more drugs, I guess. Like, Tasha, honestly, as far as a speech goes in dissuading the younger viewers of this show not to take drugs, this is like probably up there with saying, make sure you look both ways before you cross the road. Even though, gee, I guess the closest you'll ever come to feeling like a bird is if you get hit by a bus, so who knows? Number eight, using the IRA as a throwaway line. Now, there has been a lot written, and indeed a lot said, and indeed a lot said about what's been written, and then subsequently a lot written about what's been said in regards to the Next Generation's only truly banned episode, but the fact it managed to get itself on the BBC's blacklist and didn't air unedited anywhere pretty much until 2006 for one line is genuinely quite impressive. All that happens is the data mentions the Irish reunification war of 2024, and if you have no idea why you could not put that on a UK network in the 1990s, I am not gonna be explaining that in this video. Let's, let's just say it's still such a touchy subject that me just trying to explain it to you now with an Irish surname could potentially make it worse. Long story short here, this was an incredibly long-running, incredibly bloody, incredibly delicate situation over here on these fair shores, and you absolutely could not trivialize it or reduce it to a throwaway line in a science fiction show. You just could not do that. Now, yes, you might think having an entire episode of science fiction banned purely because it implies that a paramilitary force was able to achieve its political aims in this imagined future is a bit of an overreaction, but just bear in mind where they used to broadcast Star Trek, what the network expected of its subject matter. It's probably just the kind of thing they didn't want them touching full stop. Now, you might have an opinion on that, I might have an opinion on that, but it doesn't matter because it just really, really, really upset a lot of people. Number seven, Geordie LaForge makes a hologram of a real woman and kisses it. How, how does this continue to get a free pass from like a lot of Star Trek fans? Like Geordie, He's, he's trying to solve a problem with the warp core, so he gets a hologram of the woman who invented or designed the warp core to, like, talk the stuff out with, and then, when it's done, he, he kisses it. Why, why does he do that? And even after that, because she's not a real woman, she's like, oh, I'm with you every day, Geordie, like, in the engine of the ship that you tend to. So, not only does he like kiss a likeness that he has made up of a real woman but then it's kind of implied that he like does stuff to the ship what makes this like 10 times worse is that when the real Leia Brahms comes on board the Enterprise Geordie's like get a load of this uptight bitch who isn't just madly falling in love with me the way I madly fell in love with a made-up version 
of her. Like this, if Geordie, instead of a hologram, right, if he just, if he just drawn Leah Brown's face on his hand, right, and then used that to help work out the problem in his own head, like, oh, what do you think, Leah? Should we, uh, should we re-regulate the manifold thingy? Oh, that's a good idea, Geordie. Oh, you're so handsome. Why don't we change the polarity while we're doing it? And then he his hand. That would be the same thing. I just mean, can you, can you imagine if you went into work and found on your colleague's desk loads of pictures of you, then found out that not only had they been talking to them, but they had been kissing them and couldn't understand why you didn't want to kiss them in real life as Joy LaForge should be in prison. I... Number six, this dude's bulge. Children saw that. Number five, the casting in Code of Honor. Ah, what have we got here? Yes, an uncultured race of just backwards, barbaric morons who are just these uncultured barbarians who do nothing but chase women around with their dicks and are just morally inferior and just, just complete inconvenience to the Enterprise crew that they have been thrust upon in this season one episode. Oh dear. For reasons that escape both me and somehow every single person with eyes who worked on this show, the casting decision for this race was was um, to cast this guy, and then they cast this guy, and then they cast this guy, and there was these guys, and then there was these guys, and this guy, and this was just... Basically, there was a universal consistent with every single person they cast for this lot, and then they had them all speak with really thick, distinctive African accents. Jonathan Frakes, literally Commander Riker himself, has reflected on this episode as... Let me see if I remember the exact quote here. Ah, yes. Literally a racist piece of shit. And do you know what? He's being kind. Number four, tell me about your sexual organs. Seems like a long time ago now, but trying to get LGBT issues discussed on mainstream television in the 90s was near enough impossible. Basically, networks knew that introducing an openly gay character would upset a very weird section of their audience and didn't care enough about the real-life social issues to put up with the subsequent headache. In 1992, though, the next generation thought it had found a fairly clever way around this by introducing the fictional race, the Genai, and then tackling the whole issue of people in the LGBT community fitting in by flipping it on its head. Now, if you need me to spell this out for you, this is an androgynous race who are neither male nor female, but when one of them feels a pull in one of those directions, they are forced to undergo horrible therapies to be made normal again. We're introduced to Sorin, who starts to feel like she might be female, falls in love with Commander Riker, but fears what people will say about this. Thus, us straight to sat at home going, that's horrible. Imagine having to hide who you were and who you love just because of what society would say about... Wait a minute. Now, I am spelling that out for you because the show stopped short of doing it themselves, but it was still a very important step forward for having these issues recognised on television. This is probably one of the most progressive episodes they've ever done. Now, the catch here is that while this is appropriate subject matter for the show and absolutely is the kind of thing they should be tackling regardless of where they're put in the broadcast schedule, having the line, tell me about your sexual organs, basically just asking Riker to get his junk out and graphically detail it for her is... No, no, that's... No, they shouldn't have done that. Number three, Beverly Crusher f***s a ghost. It's not really a whole lot of context I can add to this other than the statement in the season seven episode Sub Rosa, Beverly Crusher f***s a ghost. In fact, so integral is Beverly Crusher f***s a ghost to this episode that the description that went out to all the networks was just Beverly Crusher attends the funeral of her late 
grandmother and while there falls in love with her non-corporeal lover. So nothing about spaceships or exploration. You wouldn't even know it was a Star Trek episode, really. You just know that Beverly Crusher ghost. Now, because it's Star Trek, it does then transpire that this ghost, which obviously she is actually a anamorphic morphic thingy life form, but for all intents and purposes, this is a haunted house story in which Beverly Crusher, having lit a candle against the expressed advice of groundskeeper Willie, literally fucks the ghost. Number two, an exploding chest. Now, while everything on this list is pretty much just labelled inappropriate in the minds of twitchy network execs and worse, parents who did absolutely not want under any circumstances little Jimmy to know what boobs are, even I will hold my hands up here and say, no, they should not have done this, this was a bad idea. I mean, ultimately nothing here will adversely impact children in a way that isn't solved by just, you know, sitting down and talking to them. <laughs> no, son. Tasha Yard doesn't want you to hit some fat rails. But what we have here in the closing moments of this show is a man being hit by a sustained phaser burst for so long that his head literally explodes. And then as he sat there looking like a bit of a tree stump, his chest cavity devolves and the most grotesque Cronenbergian horror probably ever seen on American television crawls out of his chest and starts shrieking and crying. And then, and then they blow that up as well. Wow! NBC moved it to the 10pm slot, Canadian networks demanded major changes, and the BBC quite predictably just went, <laughs> oh, nope. Number one, data is fully functional. You know what, in truth I could have filled this entire list with just entries from the naked now, no pun intended, but that is another list for another way, way, way hornier time. If you've not seen it, somehow basically the entire crew gets infected with a disease that just makes them go around jumping each other's bones. It's insane. However, in the midst of everyone boldly going, see I told you those jokes right themselves, there is one hookup that remains one of the show's most baffling creative decisions, right? Tasha Yar gets Data into her quarters, then quizzes him on exactly how capable he is of rattling her, and then when he passes the test, just drags him into her bedroom. Can't believe I'm gonna do this, but okay, Data, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but how fully? In every way, of course. I am programmed in multiple techniques, a broad variety of pleasuring. Oh, you jewel. That's exactly what I hoped. <laughs> Two episodes into The Next Generation, and they established Data as a six-foot walking, talking sex toy. Like, literally one episode after they established the premise that he just wanted to be human, they let you know that he had just this needless, inordinately effective, pulsing throbbing dong. Why? In my country, this episode aired between an episode of The Simpsons and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.